Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Are we? Yes, we are. Oh, boy. Cool. What are we talking about? So, uh, we're sitting on the floor in a hotel room in Phoenix, <laughs> and I figure... Because that's how we do it. Yeah. So, a couple months ago, or I don't know, if everything feels like months ago. could have been last month, but we were at Lisa Billy's house for her 40th birthday, and a friend of ours, Sonia, said, hey, I want to make a suggestion for a topic for you. You don't have to do it, <laughs> but she said, I'd love to hear... Uh, how you guys both feel about marriage after divorce, like whether you would get married again or not. And I thought that would be a really fun discussion because I think we both have similar viewpoints and dis... What is dis? What's the opposite? Different. Different. (laughs) Different viewpoints. Differing. Sorry, guys. I'm... Just Just woke up five minutes ago. Yeah, I just woke up from a nap, so I'm not all there. Although that's not always an excuse. I still stutter. So, Um, yeah, we have some similar and differing viewpoints. And I thought this would be a really great conversation because I feel like marriage the first time is a different conversation than marriage the second time or the third time or the fourth time. And so I thought it would be a great conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I could just speak for me uh, in my first marriage. You and I both got married. I think you got married 26. I got married 27 mm-hmm. and it didn't seem young. Like now it seems young, you know, totally. but it, and it, but it, it didn't seem young at the time. And it also didn't really feel like not getting married was an option mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. time. You know what I mean? It just kind of felt like the natural, like next progression, like next logical step in the relationship. And I understand that. And I think a lot of people are like, okay, well, what are we doing if we're not like working towards an engagement or marriage? I don't know that I feel that way anymore, um, but we have a lot of friends who are maybe our age, maybe a few years younger and have never been married and they have a lot of urgency around wanting to be married. Yeah. And it's a great conversation. It's really, it's funny you said that about not feeling like it was that young because I didn't either. I actually thought it was kind of old and I think in my family, most of the women got married much younger, like early 20s. My mom was 19 and so I thought like I waited. I was like, I graduated college and I had a couple of years and now looking back, I'm going, I'm still freaking really young. Well, because you're like, that's the goal though, right? Yeah, you yep. know, I mean, I think I thought I was going to marry my college boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to marry my boyfriend after college. I thought, and then like, cause it's almost like, why would we be in a relationship if it wasn't going to potentially eventually be marriage? Totally. And I was never one of those people and I'm interested to know yours. I was never one of those people who like imagined my wedding day and no. like the dress and the, cl- like I never imagined like everyone looking at me cause we had a very untraditional wedding. We just went to the courthouse. But I think for a lot of people, like that's kind of the goal is to get to that point where, you know, there's like the big proposal and and it's amazing. That just wasn't the case for me. So I don't know if I really ever took it like as seriously. And who knows, maybe that did contribute to the reason why it didn't work out. Well, I think that's interesting um, because I was one of the I was one of those who I, I didn't either like remember or imagine my wedding day. I actually was very anti-marriage in my younger years. I think because of my religious upbringing and in the church, you're not supposed to have sex until you're married. So there was a lot of like that, that kind of thing. And I already had had sex. So like, why get married if you already already had a baby? So there was that. So everyone knew you had sex. Yeah. So I, I was pregnant and, 
And at the time, my boyfriend, his parents had been divorced and remarried. My parents had been divorced and remarried. Um, so I just kind of didn't believe in marriage. I was like, everyone gets divorced. And, I, you know, I think we're the generation where a lot more maybe before our generation, like our parents' generation, parents stayed together. I think our generation had a lot more single parenting, a lot more divorced moms working and that kind of thing. So it's different. So I remember looking at my mom and going, you know what? She went through the divorce. That looked like it was heartbreaking. I don't need a piece of paper to show somebody that I love them. And that was really my opinion on marriage until uh, my boyfriend before my husband, and he was a little more traditional and kind of planted these seeds of like what I guess marriage should be. And I guess I felt in a way that I would like, maybe that's what I should want. Um, And kind of just thought that would happen for us. Then we didn't get married. And then my, the husband that I did marry, I just remember thinking like, I really do want to marry him. And I didn't want a big wedding. I really think that I did my wedding for my mom, to be honest. Um, It wasn't something that was exciting for me. Didn't like planning it. All of this stuff felt overwhelming. But I remember thinking I really was happy we did do it because it was fun. But I took my marriage seriously. And I loved being a wife. And I felt it was really interesting because I actually didn't live together before we got married. I kind of made this weird arbitrary rule that can't live with you unless we're married. And for some reason, and I, I think it's just myself, but I felt different. Yeah, how did girl- you feel different? I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Maybe because you didn't live together. Um, yeah, maybe that was it. I feel like it was, um, I, I feel like there was an energetic difference between calling someone your boyfriend and calling them your fiance and calling them your husband. And maybe there was just more of a reverence and I feel like maybe a level of respect. I think of it in a way of, if I was in a car accident and I ended up in the hospital and the f- nurses and doctors, like only one person could come in the room, if they're like your husband could come in the room or your boyfriend could come in the room, they're probably going to say your husband would come in the room versus your boyfriend. Like they maybe let your parents over a boyfriend. So mm. I felt like it's a, like it wasn't as much of respect or serious as the relationship I felt was. So it's funny because I think I did a complete 180 on what I felt like marriage was. I was anti, I don't think you need a piece of paper and I still don't believe it's about the paper, but I, I think I made it mean something more. Yeah. So I don't know, like, because you said that, that you kind of were untraditional. Do you feel like it wasn't as like, did you feel any difference between calling Jade, your boyfriend or fiance? Like, why did you decide to get married? Or yeah. So that's actually, I don't think I ever told a story. So I actually, I mean, I don't want to say I proposed to Jade because it wasn't really, it was just more of a conversation we had. Um, We had been together about three years and we were just like legitimately lying in bed one night. And I was like, hey, what do you think about getting married? And he was like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, is that something you want to do? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so then he was like, okay, cool. We'll start planning. And literally we got married maybe six months later. And it was really small. It was, we had about 25 people at it, um, just our closest fa- friends and family. And we actually took everyone up to the mountains of North Carolina, put everyone up in um, at the Grove Park Inn and like paid for everyone to like spend the whole weekend there. So it actually wasn't just like one night. It was like a whole weekend. It was like a Friday night, all day Saturday, Sunday brunch, stuff like that. Um, and it was really special. And I'm glad that we did it that way. We also lived together for about two years before we got married. Mm-hmm. And so, or at least a year and a half. So for me, that wasn't, it, it literally didn't change at all. Because I think I thought for me, moving in with the person was a way bigger step. Not not like energetically, just mm-hmm. like logistically. Yeah. You know, when you're used to living with uh, a roommate or by yourself, that was really, I think the hardest part was moving in with someone. That definitely was like the first year of our marriage was definitely really hard. And I think moving in together was a hard 
was a part of it because while we were dating, I was spending the night a good majority of the week, but I always had a place to go and I sometimes just wouldn't like come yeah. over. I could go home and I had another place to leave yeah. to. So there was nice to have that escape where once we were married, there was, <laughs> there was like no escape anymore because our bedroom was the same bedroom. Yeah. I, it's funny because I just knowing my own, like, it's funny to me just knowing me who I was and who I was when I decided to get married, like who I was pregnant at 16 versus the person deciding to get married was so opposite because I was super anti. I just really thought there was no point. Everyone I know got divorced. And I think another piece of that was once I went into it, and I, I think people do not enter marriage thinking they're going to get a divorce. No, never. But I think some people maybe think in the back of their mind or even consciously that if this doesn't work out, I'll just get divorced. And I remember having a conversation with him and kind of jokingly, but more serious. I'm like, none of us are getting out of this alive. Like if you fucking leave me, one of us is going to die. So, and it was like, listen, we're, we're not getting out of this. Like we're committed and this is a real thing. Like I'm not, I don't want to end up divorced. You don't want to end up divorced. Like we're going to make this work. So I feel like it was a, a really stronger level of commitment versus mm if we had never had that conversation. And yeah. I think a boyfriend and girlfriend can have that conversation too. It doesn't have to be marriage. But I think that marriage, kind of to the point that you said earlier, was just like, that's the next thing. I think the biggest shift for me, at least like in the last few years, is that I don't know that I want to, I don't know that for me anymore, the goal is to be with someone for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I would, you know, if that works out, that's fine. But I'm very much in this place of, because here's what happened. When I got divorced, a lot of people were like, did you feel like your marriage was a waste? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, how could I ever think we spent 12 years together? Like, how could I ever see that as a waste? I understand that that's the question you ask, or is it a joke? Or was it, you know, do you regret spending your your best years with someone that you didn't end up with? And I'm like, only if the goal is forever. I think for some people it is like they picture themselves on um, a porch in a rocking chair at 75 years old, 80 years old with a person. And I think that's great. And I think that's beautiful. And I think like the book, like the, the movie, The Notebook, where they die together and stuff, like I think it's really... Um, it paints a really nice picture. I also think the the dark side of that is that the expectation is, and and a lot of times we don't really know that we grow up with, um, you know, fairy tales, Disney, Barbies, stuff like that, where like the kind of you're expected to find that one person that's just going to fit, and you're never given the tools to ebb and flow with the other person, you know. And so I think for a lot of us, we get in. I mean, it was just with Jade and I, it was fireworks from the get-go like there was no other option I didn't even see anyone else I don't think he saw anyone else so like there wasn't even a conversation and that's maybe where the problem came up is that there wasn't a conversation around like hey what do we actually like do you see yourself being with someone forever is that your goal I think we I just assumed that that was both of our goals never questioned it and now I see relationships very different it's not that I'm anti-marriage I just don't see it as being I like the idea of being with someone for as long as I want to be with that person and things are good and we're changing together we're growing together we're evolving together we're communicating um but I'm also very I don't want to say realistic or pragmatic but in the same vein I like the idea of exploring other people too you know not necessarily like tomorrow or next year but I don't know I so my dad has been married three times and I kind of joke he has like decades he has like a relationship for a decade and I don't know that that's necessarily my goal but I like the idea of experiencing a lot of different things you know whether that's in a, a relationship or outside of a relationship I don't know I see relationships or at least romantic ones as a growth enhancing tool and to me having to get married again because from a cultural perspective, you're less than, 
if you don't if you don't have a committer issue, you're not picked by somebody, then I don't I don't know, I don't really buy into that anymore. And I think the reason why betrayal and infidelity feels so um so hurtful is because you think that like you found your one mm -hmm. and you realize that you're one of a couple, <laughs> you know? And yeah. so that's where I think, um, and it's not that I, I think to myself sometimes, is it, is this a defense mechanism? Is this a way for me to manage my own expectations? Maybe, but then I look at my actions and I'm 100% in with who I'm with now. You know what I mean? Like we are moved in together. Like I'm super vulnerable. I'm doing the things like, so I don't know that it's that. I just don't know that I need a piece of paper to feel more committed. Mm -hmm. Do you think it would have made a difference if your dad, after your mom just was with your stepmom, never married and your new, his new wife never married? Does Not that, really. Cause you had mentioned, like you mentioned that like seeing divorce as you were growing up made you feel like what's the fucking point in marriage. Yeah. I never had that consciously. Mm -hmm. In fact, everyone I dated for a long time had parents that were together. I've never dated someone from a broken home. I was always the one from the broken home. Yeah. I'm thinking back. I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, my first boyfriend was the one from the broken home. The rest were not, actually. And maybe that's why, actually, the one, the boyfriend before my husband, his parents had been married for, like, 40 years. And maybe that's why he was more, like, he was pushing the idea yeah. more. And also, my husband was, but his mom had passed away. So, his dad had been remarried, but they had stayed married as long as he knew. So, hmm, I'm just, like, reprocessing some memories here. You know, it's interesting. I don't know that there's any right and wrong. So you and I, before we even turn the mic on, we're like, this can be a very triggering conversation for people because if you've been with your partner, spouse, you know, married for a long time, that's your value system, as it should be. That was my value system until it got ripped out from underneath me, and I think it was yours too, without really questioning anything. And it's fine, but that was like I was in the married club. Like I was like I was a wife. That was, and it's not that I was better than. It was just like that was my value system. I'm picked. I am part of a couple. We do stuff together. I don't have to worry about dating. Quote worry about dating. Like I'm I'm taken. Whatever. And so I think that was my value system. So if you're listening to this and you have an amazing marriage and you've been married for a long time, you're probably not going to like someone saying that like a piece of paper isn't that important to them or it's not like necessary to feel committed. But because that's like your lens or if you're someone who maybe you have been married for 25 years and you just got out of a marriage, you might be asking yourself like, yeah, okay, what is the next iteration of my love life? Am I single? I mean, I kind of like in my, I don't know, it's, I know it's weird to say, but Sometimes in my daydreaming, I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll move to the south of France in like 10 years and like write and like, I don't know, have lovers. Like, I don't know. And I'm, I'm much more open to all different scenarios than I ever have been. <sighs> the south of France with lovers. Nice. <laughs> no, uh, it's, I've changed my idea of marriage, obviously, since being divorced, because I think I, I don't think I romanticized it because I wasn't the like dream of a marriage, but I did think it was going to be forever. And so getting out of it, um, I didn't have an answer immediately of whether I would want to get married again or not. It was way too painful to even think of that. And probably my first answer would have been like, no, of course not. Uh, first off, I didn't think I could find anyone again. Second, I didn't even want to try. Third, like I still am mad that this happened to me. Um, but I'm in some like Facebook groups that have people who are divorced and just be on dating, just meeting dozens and dozens and do dozens and dozens of men and dozens and dozens and, and <laughs> dozens. <laughs> hey now, um, and, and women yep. who are divorced a lot. I would say a lot more divorced people would say never going to do it again. Right. Did it once I'm done. That was good. I don't need to do that again, which is completely 
understandable. But I am of the opinion of for myself that even though that all happened, I do want to do it again. And because of the the value or the meaning that I placed on it, it's not about the piece of paper. I don't like nobody ever hangs the wedding piece of paper in their house. Like it doesn't really matter. And I'm not a jewelry person. It's not about a ring. I don't give a shit about that. Um, so for me, it really, I had to think about it because we've had conversations. I'm like, well, why do I want to get married yeah. again? I don't really care about a wedding. I don't care about a piece of paper. I don't care about a ring. Is it about like the, like we're each other's person? Is that it? Um, It's not about being chosen, but I think it's about just saying, look, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm going to try to make it work no matter what. And they mm. feel the same. Yeah. So like if things get tough and we know they're going to get tough, we're going to try to work through it anyway. And I think that do I need to get married for that? No. Right. But I think that for me, it kind of, like I said, something kind of clicked and changed mentally once I started saying husband versus boyfriend. And so, yeah, it's not, it's an interesting thing because I really don't think I'm looking for my person. And obviously I know now that there's not one person because I tried that and it didn't work out. And obviously, I mean, even before my husband, I always thought like my first boyfriend was the one. And then the second boyfriend, I thought he was the one. So I think we can have many variations of the one. Um, and I don't really care if I'm alone either. I loved my alone time. I love spending time alone. Um, but I do think that for my like joys in life, I, what I remember last year was we went to Cabo with your, your, your mastermind and I was just missing having someone to share stuff with. And, um, besides you and I, (laughs) and I think that, there's something about just like building something together and like mm-hmm. being a team that I missed. I think Nate and I, we used to call ourselves unstoppable team Johnson. And I just liked having like that team and that feeling like we're in this something together and we're building something together. And I realized I missed that. And so I didn't miss that with him, but I missed the idea of mm-hmm. it. So yeah, I don't know. Like after it was around last June when I started to think about it and I was like, you know, I think I do want that again. I want to find someone again. I, w- I also wasn't dating for the intention to be married. Like you guys have heard my story with Jeff too. I was kind of just dating to get a out of Jill's hair for the night and get a free meal or something. So I think we have a lot of friends who are our age who've never been married and they seem to put a lot of pressure on like hurrying up and finding the one there is that. Like- well, especially if there's like, if you do want to have children, like, you know, we do have a very real biological clock. So Danny and I are both 38 at this point And like, you know, if you're thinking about if you're single and you do want to get married, do you want to have children? It's literally like first date. What's your bottom line? Yep. Kind yep. of, yeah. you know, and I think if you're open to multiple different scenarios, then maybe it's not that intense. But I think for a lot of people it is. And that's totally valid and totally understandable because there actually is yeah. an element of urgency that men don't necessarily have. Yeah. You know, so I think there is a lot more to be said for that. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking I like the idea of of doing something with someone. I just don't know that you need to be married to do that. And I guess that's where I go to this place of like, because even if you're in a committed relationship, there's still like, you're still going to get heartbroken if yeah. you guys break up. So it's yep. like, not like if you're married, like all of a sudden the heartbreak is worse. You yep. know what I mean? Necessarily. And so I do check myself on that. Cause I'm like, is this a, a defense mechanism? Is this like a thing that like, I'm worried about getting my heart. I'm like, no, like if you're in a committed relationship and you're like fall in love with someone and you like have a life with them for all intents and purposes, like you, if it doesn't work out, you're going to be hurt, Yeah. you know, but I don't know that I, um, I don't know that for me, the goal is necessarily to feel, but also I think you and I were different. You guys held, like when you guys were married, you guys had accounts together and stuff like that. Like we never did any of that. Yeah. But we didn't until the last two years. So I had my own 
money. He had his own money. We did our own things that way. We did at the end just because he left his job and then becoming an entrepreneur, like I was bringing in more. And so it was kind of uncomfortable. So we merged accounts just so it wasn't like he was borrowing money from me. So we didn't actually get our first joint bank accounts until we were married for seven years. Yeah. And then the affair happened right before year nine. So it was well, one of those things where you go like, which comes first, the chicken to the egg, like potentially like, did it not work out because you never right. completely enmeshed yourself. Like I never took Jade's last name, right. you know, like all these things or is it like, was that like a telltale sign that like, you know what I mean? So it's a yeah. lot of conversation on that. And who knows? There's no way yeah. to know. I don't know. I really don't know the answer to that. And I feel like, so here's what I would say going forward for me. Um, I would go more all in. I would combine things earlier. I would be willing to let it fall apart even messier than before just to put all my chips in and go, I'm, I'm in this just, and also just to be like, are you all in or you're not like, if you're not, then let's, cause I think at least I remember thinking this. I You always hear these stories about people getting cold feet right before they get married. And I've talked to many, many, many women who they, who've they been divorced and they said they just knew, they like, they knew that it wasn't the one, but they just went through with it anyway. Wow. And I remember on my wedding day, like when you're walking down the aisle and I was at the very end and I felt so good. And I was like, okay, phew. Cause I was like, oh shit, what if I get that like feeling right at the last minute? And I'm like, I'm here. I got to walk down the aisle anyway. And I was like, no, this is it. I'm good. And you were talking earlier, we, this wasn't recorded, but you're talking about intuition versus us just like making shit up. Yeah. Assumptions. Um, but it's funny cause I, cause I think about it now and go, oh, I felt like it was right. And then it still ended, but I think it was right in the moment and it was right for a good amount of time. Yeah. You know? like and that's we were- why I do go back to, you just have to, you have to honor where you're at. I think one of the biggest mistakes that we can make is making a decision now that doesn't feel right to us because we're scared that we're going to regret not making it later. You know, people ask you and I all the time, aren't you going to regret not having children? I mean, you have a child obviously, but like, aren't you going to regret not having kids with Jeff or what? Like, or, you know, and it's kind of like, I'm not going to make a decision that I don't want now just because I might regret it later. I refuse future. to do that. And so, you know, it was interesting. Um, you know, I think about times in my life when I moved in with uh, boyfriends or I've, you know, done, moved across, like I did like big things. And I remember having friends and family that would caution me against those things and say, well, what would you do if you guys broke up? I'm like, I'll figure it out. Like you just figure it out. Even actually before Keith and I moved in, a good friend of mine, um, we were talking and I was saying, I'm thinking about moving in with Keith and she got this hit. She's kind of like an intuitive, she's intuitive, I guess. She got this hit and she goes, can I stop you right there? And she goes, are you open to unsolicited feedback? And I was like, okay. And she goes, when you said that, I got this huge hit and I had the word don't like, I had the word, what'd she say? Like, don't do it or something like just came up in her vision. Like, don't do it. And I said, thank you. And like, I appreciate that. But like, I'm, I feel good about it. I'm going to do it. And who knows? It might be messy as fuck, but I'll deal with the consequences mm-hmm. then. I just think that sometimes we make decisions for our future self instead of honoring where we're at. And I think all the best that any of us can do is just honor where we're at. Like, right. Like you're like, okay, I'm going to move in with Jeff. We're going to travel the country. Like, cool. Like if it blows up your face, you'll deal with it then, but it's what you want to do now. Yeah. I like that. And I, I realize that I could have the same kind of relationship with someone and have committed and be together for years and years and years and never get married. Uh, I have a girlfriend that I went to gymnastics with growing up. Her parents are still together today and she's 34 and they were together a couple years before she was born. So they're, they're together 36 years, never been married. And they don't, I don't think they call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. I just think they say partner. Um, but 
so I, I realize that, like, I know all of the things logically, and yet I think maybe I'm just a romantic at heart or something, whatever it is, I just literally have made it mean something to me. And it's something that I wanted to make, um, it just means something to me. And so I think that really also is something for you or for people to think about is what have you made it mean? Yep. Because if it doesn't matter, if you can just look at your partner in the eye and they can look you in the eye and they're like, hey, let's do this as long as we do this. I'm in it for the long haul, whatever that looks like, even if that looks like 10 years we split. And same for me. I mean, if we get divorced, if I get married and I get divorced in 10 years, then that's the the way the cookie Season crumbles. It, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I love that. And I think if you can have that conversation, and by the way, there's always those cautionary tales of people who don't get married and they're together for 20 years. And then, you know, I don't know, there's infidelity or something. And the, the partner who's the, like the wife, or like not the, the, the wife, the, the live in partner has nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like a friend of ours has a friend like that who they just split. And like the woman in the relationship now has nothing because she put all of her chips in that place with that man and then he decided he wanted to be out sure you know and so you do hear those cautionary tales yeah sure. legally she has no right she has no recourse right and so that like from that perspective i get it if you have kids if you're sharing health insurance right like there are some kind of more um i would say like state official type things that you you know obviously you get tax break when you're married like stuff like that so you know there's a lot of considerations but i do think that the best that you can do is honor where you're at and i don't think there's any right or wrong you know i love your analogy of like I'm going to merge everything and we're just going to like, and, and it's like kind of a, just a, um, a show of, of commitment, you know? And again, I do think it comes down to what meaning do you make it? And then that's all that matters because you're working within that construct. Yep. It's good. I had one more thing I wanted to say about it, which was, I was thinking about weddings, second weddings. Mm-hmm. And before getting divorced, I, I hate to say this, but I felt like a little more judgy of my friends who had been married for like two years. They got divorced for reasons that just seemed silly and frivolous. Like maybe they probably, honestly, they probably never should have got married, but I never had conversations with them. It'd be like, you know, they're kind of, they're friends, but not good, good friends, like kind of acquaintance friends. You'd see it on social media. Like I went to their first wedding. Then I see it two years, they're divorced. And then suddenly they're with a new person and then they get married again and they'd have a big giant second wedding. And I used to judge that and be like, you know what? You already had your first chance. Like you shouldn't have a big second wedding. And now I feel like such a shitty human for saying that because I think if people want to have a wedding, they should be allowed to have that and they should be allowed to celebrate however they want. And I was thinking about this for myself. I was like, man, if I wanted to have a wedding and our, some of our, our friends just got married, um, friend we have, I just saw weddings on Instagram, a couple people actually recently and it's their second wedding. And I'm like, you know, they deserve to have that. And I feel like I used to think people should be punished, not punished, but just like not celebrated as much. And I think that was a shitty thing to think, but I think where I was coming from was assuming, and that's the problem, is I assume I know why they got divorced in the first place. And that's really unfair because I feel like if I got, if I wanted to have a wedding again and somebody judged me for it, I would be like, well, it wasn't my fault I got divorced, kind of, you know, so Mm -hmm. let me have what I want to have. So I think there can be some some judgment on that side. At least I did it. So I'm assuming other people have done it too. So maybe just saying this out loud for people who are maybe like who are married and kind of judging second marriages, like you don't know what their marriage or anything was like. So I think everybody deserves a second chance if they want to have that. So yeah. Or a third chance or whatever. Yeah. I think there's no right or wrong. I love this conversation because it is so nuanced. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, Again, I do think it comes down to like, what's your value system and how do you see things and what's like, where are you in your own life? I, you know, 
I don't really think I had any ideas about second marriages ever, to be honest. Um, but also, I'm also with someone who doesn't want to get married now. So that, and I know you're with, you're with someone who does want to get married. So it's like that influences how you see things too, you know? So do you think there's a number of marriages that's just too much and you should just stop? Well, I think you should just go like, why don't you maybe not get, like, you don't have to always get married. Like you didn't have to always be that. It could be just we're together. My aunt's been married eight times and I was kind of like, after just three or four, why don't you just live together just call it a boyfriend what's the big <laughs> yeah, deal yeah. i mean i get that but like, her eighth husband is the like she's been with him for 15 16 years now so i'm like go. okay took she her eight eight times the charm <laughs> yep she had to kiss a bunch of frogs <laughs> uh, you know it's a good conversation if you, we'd love to hear from you guys um make sure you go to the bestlifepodcast.com share your thoughts i know that everyone has an opinion on this i want to hear so, all the opinions and I maybe some some sides that we haven't seen if you have an opinion that is differing than ours or even similar but just from a different angle and point of view i'd love to see that and hear that point of view too yeah all good cool make sure you subscribe leave a review if you have not left a review would you please yes please, yes please? yes we love reading them if you're on itunes you just scroll down to the bottom there's five stars there click it and then you could click on the little review thing and just leave a note on maybe some of your takeaways from an episode or if someone was listening give them an idea of what kind of topics we do and like what you like about it so yeah so important I mean and just so you guys know when you leave reviews what it really does for us is like yes of course we feel good but more than anything if people are looking for maybe you stumbled across this podcast maybe you didn't know Danny and I before you started listening um, and if you just stumbled across this podcast those reviews really help people to know if it's worth their time or not I don't know about you but like sometimes I'll be looking for a podcast and I'll try like 10 before and I'm like this one sucks this one sucks this one sucks and so those reviews really do help people who are potentially like not wanting to waste an hour of their time listening to a bullshit podcast so anyway we love you guys and we so appreciate so if you are a longtime listener a review is really really appreciated amen all right love you bye guys bye